You know, that door doesn't squeak at all. No, because uh, Jen, Jen gonna, fixed it. Yeah. Jen, you're going to keep rubbing up on me tonight? Very you know, good. If you want me to. You can right. it Whatever it takes. <laughs> you you working for a larger tip tonight? Yeah. yeah. You, need, you need water? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not on that speaker thing. Nah. No. No, not at all. The year is 2008. It's the 13th of February. Valentine's Eve. How about VD Eve? VD Eve. VD for Valentine's. <coughs> right, welcome everybody to the North Coast. How's it going, eh? What's going on, Dave? How are you guys doing? Oh, hey, we got Texas Mike. And who else is here? Hud. Mickey. I want a cool Jacob. name. Forget Hud. All right, Jacob's back. Hud is a cool name. What's wrong with Hud? <laughs> You're coming in the clearer. You sound funny, Mike. <laughs> Well, why do I even have to do that since I'm here? Why were you talking in your hands? Just for fun. It seemed the thing to do. Maybe we should all do that. Who told you to do that? Yeah, we should all do that. Mike speaks normal. <laughs> that would be cool. Everybody else is on speaker this week. The show is being recorded in Texas. <laughs> Texas Mike is on the North Coast. Hey, you know. North Coast Mike. We could have yes. done that. North Texas. That would have been a nice change. Yeah. All right. There's our notes for Mike. a future podcast. Can you get a flight? How, co- how quickly can you fly down to Texas? Yeah. We'll have plenty of time. You're good at it. <laughs> plenty of time, trust me. Well, it's been a few weeks, guys. Yes, it's... Uh, been a good three weeks. We were supposed to record something last week, but... Uh, it the was, North Coast weather. It snows here in the North Coast. So uh, they the caught it off loop. at the last moment. We got a lot of snow this week, but it was last night and not tonight. So here we are. With a new show. Yay. Yay. Well, we heard down a few uh, members here. What are you That's talking right. about? we got more than ever. Yeah, more than ever. The important people are That's here. True. Everybody yeah. else are just pretenders. <laughs> this reminds me of a lot of buffeting. Just a bunch of hanger-oners, but no true diehards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The diehards are here, and uh, Greg is in exactly. here, but he left us some notes to make fun of. And uh, there's someone else missing. I, always forget. I forget who. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Scott or something. Scott, Scott. who? You make an earlier season. DJ mix a lot. He's spinning the Hannah Montana tonight. <laughs> Running I was computer just working music. my way up to that game. <laughs> Apparently, he's he's DJing, and in today's day and age, just hit play playlist, repeat on, and leave <laughs> and yep. walk away. But there were some uh, Miley Cyrus songs in the playlist, and of course, God had to stick around and listen to yeah, them. He couldn't leave them. Because the, the lyrics mixing and scratching. <laughs> <laughs> he was vacillating between listening to Miley Cyrus and showing up. And obviously, you can see he, he, he chose to remain we'll gay. One, one out. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that ties it all up. It does. Very nicely done. Yay. Are you happy, Scott? <laughs> We've made fun of you. So yeah, he was. He was. He actually mentioned that we hadn't made fun of him for a while. But I thought we. It was pretty obvious that it was just a desperate plea for us to mention him at all. <laughs> so there you go. You'll be happy so, to know I did talk to Patty today. She said she did pimp us, and she's got a bowl, and she did her homework fruitcakes because she listened to the whole thing on her new iPod. Ah, oh, oh, new yay. iPod. Aww. Her iPod being a birthday present. That we gave her two it weeks ago. the big four zero. Yeah, very belated. She's so very, very belated. So she's not. She's over forty. Yeah, <laughs> it was she's a belated over forty birthday. victim of fate. Yes, she is so old. <laughs> and I should mention that she took issue with 
with my whole one time we were doing the jokes and then I, I was going to be the woman <laughs> on that joke and I said uh, should I plug my nose like I did the one time she took it personally she thought I was ripping her voice she thought I was for some reason we had been just recently speaking of Patty at least on the podcast and she thought I was making fun of her voice by saying I should hold my nose and sound like Patty well, she listens so obviously more... she's defensive about her voice because well, I... <laughs> if she listened to more than one episode, she yeah, knows what exactly. you were talking about. I mean, since... she said this at poker. So, I said, "What are you, you know, talking thanks about?" Thanks a lot, Patty. Well, since yeah. we mentioned Patty and her 40th birthday, I believe she was very happy with both her presents. Oh yes, from That's what right. I understand, the iPod was just I mean, the appetite. The iPod <laughs> went over good, and she liked it and all that. But <laughs> the, I, the, really the iPod was, was ear candy, and for eye candy, she really appreciated the DVD. Her. She thought oh, that the, there was a lot of thought that went into it. Yes. And there was a lot of that's thought. Not all, shocked, that's not I all that was going on. high and low for Joel, that DVD and, of Gonzo porn. And she so shot longer for the porn than he did the iPod. <laughs> and that's the truth. And Patty says she appreciates it, and she wishes she was here today to express it on the podcast that, out of the two, it was her favorite. She really enjoyed the girl-on-girl porn that you had purchased. And, and she couldn't make it tonight because she's at home watching it. <laughs> exactly. She's, it's she's practically worn out from what I understand. And she oh, says, uh, too much for her to take. She's hoping her 41st birthday will give her a new disc to watch. Well, Joe's going to have to start shopping early this time. <laughs> Blu-ray porn. <laughs> I, st- I still say that they think they want to see high-def porn, but I would, I would suggest that they really, really don't want yeah, to see high-def How would porn. we know unless we tried? Yeah, I'm willing to make that judgment cameras. on my own, Mick. <laughs> I'm going to tough it out. You have a point, but... Yeah, just edit that. We don't need that. Oh, oh yeah, well, she's on. Uh, last year, I wasn't jury's out on how much of this is going to make the show anyway. Which, uh, it was fun. Most of the Patty stuff added. needs to make the show. Because oh, okay. she's been listening to the podcast. Okay. She said she listened to the last The one. same issues I didn't want to have. So we got to have that little surprise on for her when she listens to the podcast. Okay, but you're so right. She wants it known that she's a big porn Yes. Ever okay. since that time she ordered it on pay-per-view. It's always I know. No, basketball. Yeah, as we know the choice. We're spending a lot of time on people that aren't here today. What's happening in the world of <laughs> news in the last three weeks? I have no idea. Well, according to my notes from last week, the big story is uh, Jimmy's big concert in Hong Kong. Uh, Thomas Crompton, who was the guy who invited him to perform in Hong Kong, updated his blog and mentioned that uh, Buffett himself was confident of the success from the beginning, so confident, in fact, that he not only flew out with his band and gave the concert for free, but he also paid for the beer and tequila and donated the proceeds from the sales to the charity. While visiting the orphanage during his visit, Jimmy led the kids in singing the Hokey Pokey and had such fun we actually had trouble getting him out. Uh, just, you know, I just enjoy the fact Jimmy can go all the way to Hong Kong and play a show. And, <laughs> and not come to Detroit. Yeah. Hardly any money, really. It was cheaper than our tickets. Jimmy, uh, while while he was there, he... Uh, he uh, laughed at his parrothead friends in Detroit, who were consistently <laughs> he overlooked. He taunted us while in <laughs> oh, yeah, there Hong we go. Kong. While overseas, Jimmy performed in Singapore, and he also performed a USO concert for the sailors of the Nimitz-class aircraft carrier USS Harry S. Truman. And video of that is available at the Bloomberg site. Just check our show notes for the link at northcoastcast.com. 
And Margaritaville has a uh, has a new food coming out this spring. It's Margaritaville salsa. Yeah, Margaritaville salsa. I did see that. Margaritaville salsa. So my guess get some for us. Mike's gonna get some Margaritaville salsa and some unsalted chips. With lime chips. I'm not gonna fall for that. Unsalted chips to which he has to add margarita salt to get them salty. What kind of idiot <laughs> and that's, that more that's an in-joke to the Chad Heckler guitar christening party. Actually, the unsalted is in fine print. <laughs> yeah, it's hidden in a different color using letters of the English language. There are uh, some tour rumors are, uh, are starting to be bandied about, one of which is a concert in April at Dallas at the Pizza Hut Park, um, April 28th. But uh, so far, the only official date is Saturday, May 3rd at New Orleans Jazz Fest. And also, Buffett News reports a, an appearance in Chicago sometime during summer of 2008. I don't know. I don't know if they can go out on a limb like that, but they have it in print. And also, there's talk of an appearance in Hawaii, Australia, and or Tahiti in November or December of 2008. And some recent news. Here's stuff that I did for tonight's show. Um, the crew of the Space Shuttle Atlantis was woken up recently to the strains of oysters and pearls. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, they were woken up uh, that particular morning before they went out on a spacewalk to install a nitrogen tank. And that's not the first time that the crew of the Atlantis has been woken up to Buffett music. In September of 2006... Uh, NASA played 12 volt man to them oh, and obscure stuff it's not and, and much earlier I remember hearing that they played changes in latitudes but I don't I don't know exactly what particular space shuttle that was played for <laughs> well, it's good that they go deeper into the archives and just uh, thank you and I've been saying it for years some sad news the oh. Asheville Citizen Times reports that the cheeseburger in paradise in Asheville has closed Ooh. That's uh, Asheville is in North Carolina, and uh, I love the, town. the Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurants are a subsidiary subsidiary of OSI Restaurant Partners LLC, which also owns it's the Outback. Yes, it? exactly, Outback Steakhouse. The company operates 39 Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurants in 18 states, according to its website, but. Someone on the Buffett News board reported that last Sunday, five more Cheeseburger in Paradises were shut down. And somebody else points <coughs> out that the Lansing Cheeseburger in Paradise was shut down recently. Whoa. So the end is nigh for See, Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurants. That. I thought well, I had heard I was going to say, like, like, nearly yeah, like a year ago, yeah. because we went in the we winter. Were about us they were talking about it, and now they're actually doing it. Wow. And Buffett World points out that in 2005, Jimmy sold his holdings of the chain to back to Out, Outback Steakhouse, which previously only held 50% of the chain, and Outback pays a royalty of 4.5% of restaurant sales to Buffett. I assume because of the usage of the song title. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the menu and everything. Maybe we should make another pilgrimage. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. exactly. I know I think Mick wanted to go there anyway. Right? I think Mick... That was a darn good burger. Yeah, it was. I need to... I enjoyed that. That was awesome. <laughs> Dude, you would enjoy a pile of dog poo if it had Jimmy attached to it somehow. No, no, seriously. It was a very good burger. Yeah. I don't know. Um, for some reason, I tuned out some of the news. 
But yeah, gee, what happened? I believe it was a new episode of the TV show Monk. I think it was last week. It was before the 6th of February. And uh, Buffett was mentioned, but kind of in a weird, incorrect manner. The monk takes up painting, and they don't show the painting, and the, his girl that works for him, I forget her name. Natalie. Natalie. Comes, stands there, and she's looking at the painting, and she's like, well, the uh, the captain's going to love it. Why? What? Well, it's him, right? No. It's you. Me? I have a mustache. It's a shadow, Natalie. This is my masterpiece. Hey, hey, Picasso! Hi. Look at you. You're really into it. Who's that, Jimmy Buffett? No, that's Miss Piggy, right? Looks like he's eating something. What's what's that? It's me! It's me. <laughs> it's funny because he's he's referencing the mustache, most probably. Mm. And Buffett hasn't had a mustache since. Well, we're gonna read. We, we might talk about fruitcakes today, and that was what ninety four. And he didn't have hot water. He didn't have a mustache till eighty eight or so. Yeah. Speaking of Buffett references, we got a letter from listener John. And my apologies to him, but I only just got a printer, so I could actually now bring letters to the recording. But he points out that um, the January-February 2008 issue of Sport Diver magazine mentions Jimmy. When North Americans feel the chill, they reach out for what Jimmy Buffett called the changes in latitudes and discover the tropical gems that are practically awaiting in their backyard. We're nodding approval. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's so no sound at all. We're nodding. <laughs> That's from uh, Sport Diver magazine, January-February January, 2008. And, matter of fact, there was also a reference to Jimmy in this week's This Week in Tech. But um, I'm kind of at odds whether to include it in the show because I've been suffering from an overdose of Leo Laporte. But I'll probably drop it in anyway, even though I'm sick of the guy. (laughs) I used to love him. I know I used to, and I can't stand him. You know, Cringely wrote a really interesting article in which he posited Microsoft's attempt, attempt to become a, a general electric so that they, they can withstand the winds of change. Well, I had uh, I, I'd written a column saying that, they're, you know, that because of the influence of, of uh, what's his name, Buffett, they, uh, they think they're going to become a uh, kind of a Berkshire Hathaway kind of investment group Jimmy they can't do anything else. Warren Buffett. Oh, um, Warren Buffett. I thought maybe they were going <laughs> to become parrot heads. Jimmy I didn't know. Buffett. <laughs> I don't know. You said Buffett. No, you said know. Berkshire Hathaway. But and um, also the week before there was a Jimmy. Bu- there was another Jimmy Buffett reference in the Colbert Report. Reverend Pastor. Yeah, just Rick. Rick. All right. That's it. Let's get casual with each other. Cash. Just me and Rick. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you've got a very, fr- you've got a very friendly God. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You're, the God you describe yeah. is very friendly, very casual. Probably doesn't wear a tie either. <laughs> but your your God's a lot like Jimmy Buffett. He's very, very. He's low key. He's low key. Paradise is Margaritaville. <laughs> that was cool. Wow. Okay, well that's it for also. News. You're right. Um, I I got an email from I think it was from Margaritaville.com that mentioned. Um, Landshark spotted nationwide. 
Hey, hey, fins up. The refreshing, drinkable island lager is now available not only in coastal resorts and Margaritaville restaurants, but also at a local watering hole near you. Ooh, so we're, in a bo- we're in a lounge, we're in, everybody. We're, we're in a now. local watering hole. I'm, okay, I'm going to check right now. Leveraging the true meaning of Margaritaville, Landshark Lager Save the walk, instantly transforms you to an island lifestyle where good friends, good times, good food, and great beer are a way of life. I like that beer. That's good. Yeah. I like it too. It's it's like a poor man's Corona, but it's but actually like better said, than it's Corona. It's a little better than Corona. Yeah. So it's like a rich man's if, Corona. If Jimmy's selling it and has anything new, it's not going to be cheaper. <laughs> No, it's it, cheaper than Yeah, you're right. Corona has that little skunky yeah. that we've all come to know and love, in a way. This yeah. doesn't have that skunkiness. Holy crap. Mick left the door open. Is he coming right back or did he go to the bathroom? Is he kidding around no, about that? No, he's the out there talking. Though. I thought he was going to check to see if he's talking to the He's, he's, hear the hey, bar he's, he's talking with the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> so, where are you going, Don? I talked to the manager. Oh, I'm on the other day. There yes, we go. Oh, he's putting his order in. Look at it. Good job, Mick. Mick's yeah, ordering last He's right on. He is on this. Oh. This is squeezy. Did you order something? Way something? to go, Mick. Yeah. Cool. Springs to action. Look at this guy. Wheels got an order. Dino had heard of it. And he, he um, knew that it was distributed by Anheuser Busch, and so yeah, we're getting. He's no, gonna be sweet. He's gonna make a note of it, and maybe uh, a week or two from now, we'll be able to. Could be drinking. Just in time I'm for us to leave and go to Prime Time. I'm Jones. impressed he heard of it, he which means his Budweiser guy was probably talking about it. Yeah. Is why he's heard of it. But cool. Get get, uh, get Joe. Mick. Just carry it over there at uh, Prime. That's because I'm so yeah. freaking thirsty. We finished our pitcher. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, man. You get it <laughs> more. So do we toss it from news to review? In 1994, Buffett released a CD called Fruitcakes. It's uh, the the original album title for Fruitcakes was Quietly Making Noise. And in 1993, we heard him do that song at Pineapple a couple times. Because he played three concerts in 1993, uh, July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, back when he used to... Appreciate that. Not only showed up to the North Coast, but showed up three three days over the holiday. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say. And celebrated Fourth of July with us back in the good old days before we had that falling out. I don't know. Somebody pulled a knife on him at Thanksgiving or something. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Some kind of domestic dispute. (laughs) Jimmy needs to get back to the But the album was supposed to be called Quietly Making Noise, and then sometime in March of 1994, two months before the album came out. It was revealed that the album was going to be called Fruitcakes in the Universe. And then a week after that, in late March of 1994, it was revealed that the album was just going to be called Fruitcakes. <laughs> and everybody said, Fruitcakes? Yeah, we were ripping what the hell? it. Why is he calling it after some Christmas dessert? Yeah. What a we stupid were, title. We were really angry about the title. We had many, <laughs> many margarita fueled. Rants over how we hated the title of it before it came out. Yeah. <laughs> what is he thinking? We like quietly making noise. <laughs> yeah, I still think true. quietly making noise is a great title that for now. Yeah, title. it is. Especially for a cult figure like Buffett, quietly making noise is an excellent That's, yeah, title. It's perfect. It's better of a, as an album title than a song title. But it, it's the whole Buffett experience at that time, and even well, I don't know. So much now. He's, <laughs> he's reliving his whole. He's starting to whine. Yeah, you know, we had these arguments, and we had plenty of time to uh, to mull over this because 
um, it was like four years yeah, since the last big, studio yep, album. There was a big gap there. Oh, this is after like Tuesday, Thursdays. He was writing. Yeah, he was to, writing the I mean, novel at that. Off to see the lizard came out in 1989. After that was Feeding Frenzy, which was 1990. That doesn't count. It's a live album. Right. After that, 1992 was the box set. That really doesn't count, even though there were a couple new songs in it. And then after that, 1993 was Before the Beach, which was all old material. So 1994, when he finally came out with something, it was a big deal. Yeah, that's when, did we not have Cuervo, the half-gal pre-mix things? And I think we had two of them. And I thought it was for that record. It could have been. Because it was so, it had been so long. It was such a big but deal. But if that is that night, oh my God, what a morning <laughs> after. I'm pretty sure. And the wild was. thing was, we drank so much tequila on the way home, I mean, as I'm leaving, it's like, I feel perfectly fine. This is great. The tequila was nothing. I'm immune to tequila. And then I wake up the next morning, and it's like I've, I've, I've died and been buried. <laughs> I think I remember being at work. Died and been involved. <laughs> like in the, yeah. in the bathroom stalls, sitting there trying to gather my wits. <laughs> I had, like, meetings that day. What am I doing here? Why am I here? Shaking. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, actually, I, I take that back. Are you still drunk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I really take that was. back. I woke up fine. It was like a couple hours after I woke up that I started getting my hangover. I was still drunk when I woke up. And I, I didn't start getting my hangover until a couple hours into the day. And then it really hit me. Yeah. Cuervo gold. You know. It was a cheap... Yeah, yeah. What's, what's been the pre-mixed thing? Yeah. So you know it wasn't their best tequila. Yeah, this is and before we all you know bring, now. Yeah, we all know better now. Well, on to the... There's uh, 13 songs on the CD, mm-hmm. and a couple of them are, are really long. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of music. The first couple songs are seven minutes plus. Yeah, each it's, seven it's, like, it's like suddenly we went from famine to feast. <laughs> yeah, five and years. It was, it was such a glut of... You know, that might even be why people didn't take to the album all that well. It was, like, too much too soon. too long, yeah. Yeah. Because there were were a lot of um, criticisms about this album. Shall we follow along with uh, Greg's notes and go through the songs? Yeah, song one. Greg has left us some notes, so he actually has a rating system here. Whoa. Anyway, TVs are off. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Oh, we better hurry up. Okay. What time is it? Everybody's got a cousin oh, wow. in Miami, including me, says Greg. Great. I also took a job with my second cousin back in 1986, refurbishing medical equipment. <laughs> While there, I would continue school, continue school to be a biomechanical engineer at Florida University. Man, thank God. Luckily, I met my wife in my last semester of school at U of M and didn't have to worry about that dream come true. <laughs> so what is he saying? I don't know. I don't. Says, There's a hidden message. dream didn't go too well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the anti-dream thing. I know. Yes, we have to luckily, reevaluate my this. dream come true didn't happen. Yeah. That's luckily, basically what luckily. he said. So anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I like the beginning, and it's like kind of it's got a carnival thing going, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like introducing the album, like yep. it's carnivals going on. Uh, Greg says I like the instrument interaction of the band, <laughs> the arrangement. Oh, I thought they were, like, exchanging instruments. <laughs> but don't care too much for the beginning of the song. Joe's, so Joe's if Greg was here, we'd kick line. his ass, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Robert has excellent steel drums in this song. Greg says. Or robot, as Jimmy calls him. <laughs> the history lesson lesson is cool. Mm-hmm. And that. what does an aborigine have to do with Florida? I think he just likes saying aborigine. My answer to that is, I think that just means original exactly. native. Exactly. It's native a native of that land. Mm. It's just that 
he's Greg's probably thinking Australian <laughs> Aborigines. <laughs> that's how you so, got your PhD. That's how I have my PhD <laughs> in Gregology. <laughs> I mean, this you is just figured out. this is just freshman <laughs> class stuff. That's Gregology 101 right there. <laughs> And I, I didn't have much more to add than I did. I like the beginning and how it's introducing the carnival. The rest of the song is, it's you know, it's one of those titles, I think, that's uh, cooler than the rest of the song, you know, that Buffett yeah. comes up with. Yeah. But it's, it's nothing to complain about. It's almost a novelty. Yeah, it is kind of a novelty yeah. song, really. Well, it's, yes. a, it's legitimately, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it has its legitimate roots. Cause it, it, yeah, it's it, based on a true news story. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really happened. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting because we heard the news story long before we heard the song, so it's kind of cool to yeah. to kind of see the song, see the birth of the song yeah. that way. I like the song. I like the uh, I like the the beginning's kind of interesting because they kind of recreated it in concert in '94 when they did the Fruit Kicks tour, and they'd have performers come up the aisle. They'd have like that that procession come up the aisle. Yeah to the stage so that was kind of cool and I uh, one particular thing I like about it is the the line about one too many mornings in the Grove drugstore I was amused by that and also the reference to the little latitudes but the thing I don't like about the song is the stupid dream at the end which uh, is one of those instances of white man rap that we're probably going to talk about quite a lot during this album review yeah that's true I like like the the, uh, song overall too kicks off the album nicely Good. I just want to add my cat's breath smells like cat food. Greg is at four stars. His rating is one star. Skip it. Two star, okay. Three star, good song with good lines. Four stars, excellent. Five stars, killer cut with K's. He gives us four star, which is excellent. Yeah. I'd, agree with I'd that. give it maybe three, three or four. I'd agree with that. Three or four. Yeah. All right, then the second, four Greg stars. second cut is the title track, Fruitcakes. Greg gives it three stars, which is a good song with good lines. I might agree with him here. I love the whole riff to the song. Yeah, I always, it, it I gets, always it really like it. It's a bit monotonous, though, because it's like. Well, I said it goes on, the whole song goes on a little too long. Yeah. They didn't cut this. It should be seven minutes plus. But I just love the riff more than the white man, white man rap stuff. I like the. Uh, it just sounds cool. It's different. Wait, what does the, Greg say? The boys in the back are giving you the look. <laughs> I don't like the whole beginning. I think I, Greg and I would have a fist oh, fight over this album. I, I like the beginning. Junior mints have always been at the theaters. And yeah. how does eight more ounces of cherry coat constitute organization? <laughs> okay. I do like the impromptu religion class. This is my daughter's favorite song. <laughs> I actually agree with Greg. Um, the junior mints thing? Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, what? I'm well. I wouldn't throw a tantrum over junior mints, but ultimately the the whole song seems like a way for Jimmy to try and come up with another label for his fans, another another uh, try at making a T-shirt. So yeah. So I, I mean, the song's got a lot of it's got a lot of clever wordplay, but ultimately it's not one of my big favorites. I just like the guitar riff, and uh, I think I pretty much agree with. Well, the horns—the horns are the, the main thing. I mean, the whole—you know. Amy Lee thing. is a co-writer on this. Yes. Song. Yeah, so it's horn-centric for sure. The horns are okay, but it's good. I—I I don't know. I like, I, think I like the lyrics in this thing. I think it's uh, there's a lot of good lyrics in here. 
it does. There could be some cut. I mean, it's it goes on for longer than it should probably. But the next cut on fruitcakes is Lone Palm. I love the song, and uh, I see Greg gave it five stars. Killer cut. Wow. I agree. This may be, and I think I wrote favorite question mark. I think it is. Now that I went through the whole notes. Uh, Greg says, one of the slower songs on the album, but it's one of my favorites. I always like how he brings the sea and tropical life into songs. And I just said, I love it. <laughs> it pretty much says it all. I do. It makes me think of when I was in Florida a couple years ago at the Lone Palm Airport Bar, which is just outside the Margaritaville Cafe in Orlando. And uh, it is, I think it was the Hemisphere Dancer that's there, right? Yep. It's sitting there, and my daughter playing in the sand underneath the, the plane parked there. The water's right on the other side, and uh, I'm with my kids, and they're getting virgin whatevers, and I'm drinking. No, we didn't. Didn't run, yeah. And I did steal, it well, the only time I ever stole a menu from anywhere. But it was a good uh, good time. You left an extra tip. My wife had right gone in. home earlier that day. <laughs> but it's unrelated. Is that sentence all no, supposed sure. to be together? Or? I'm sure it was unrelated. So it's a win -win. <laughs> it is. It was fun. I took her to the real airport, and then I went right straight to Lone Palm Airport. And, uh, and both airport. My airports nephew's great. <laughs> and I got reservations, and then I, had, I sat there and waited. And then everybody met me there, and we had uh, my nephew's first birthday party at the Margaritaville Cafe later that day. Anyway, that song just brings it full circle for me. But I already liked it, of course. So that's my little Lone Palm story. It's not like Hooker Corner or anything. Stay tuned for a special edition of Valentine's Hooker Corner. But I give it killer cut status. Yeah. It's it's a great song. Um, I've always been a fan of the song. And uh, I remember at the, I think it was the first Sag Harbor concert that Jimmy did, he kept calling the song No Bird Flies By My Window, which I thought was interesting. It was like a little glimpse into... Uh, into the workings of coming up with song titles. Um, I remember when the album came out that a lot of people were pissed that the solo was not done by fingers. Oh, it wasn't. No, it's got like a synthesized it's a flute, flute thing, sound. It? Yeah, it's not a flute. It's, it's, like it's, a, it's, it's a synthesizer. Yeah, you know, it's a I, I was a real thing. No, no, no. Tonight no. I was listening to it. I was saying, where's the flute in the liner notes? There's no flute. I'm it's like, like no, there's hand flutes or something. No, there's a flute solo later on. It's like uh, Frenchman for the Night or something yeah, like that okay. has a flute solo. No, Martin but the Lone Palm boy, solo is a synthesized flute. And when I heard it, it was like, it fits perfectly. There was no need to have fingers come in and no, do that, it. it Fingers wouldn't sound good in that in that song. Yeah, it would, yeah. It would give that the song a whole different feeling. Yeah. So I actually like the synthesized blute sound. Although I thought it was a real thing. I'm and uh, just just as a side note, uh, an old coworker of mine thought that the song was uh, Jimmy singing about his daughter, whom he had driven out or that he had a falling out, um, all because of what he says in the second verse. So I just thought I'd throw that out. He there. mentions his daughter. She wishes she, the father sh that she never had something like that, and. And she thought, my coworker thought that Jimmy was singing about this daughter that he wanted to see again. Hmm. And it never occurred to me. I just thought he was talking about characters. Yeah. It never occurred to me to think of it, uh, probably because I, I know that his, I don't think he's driven his daughter away. And she has a, a show on Radio Margaritaville. Yeah. Not necessarily talking about a daughter, just a woman that yeah, yeah. he's yeah. thinking about. But I, said, I thought that was interesting to see how somebody else might interpret the song. But anyway, yeah, it's a great, it's a great song, and these uh, these boneheads talked all the way through it during uh, the 1994 concert. 
I want that on record. Who did, Who did? You two guys. Two did guys you? at the end of the table. Really? He played Lone Palm and it's like, yes, I get to hear Lone, Lone Palm. They spend the whole time talking to each other. They're doing that. exactly the thing that they hate. It's funny because that's You've their got song. audio proof of that. Oh yeah, I'm not even going to challenge him on that. He would know. I got the cassette. Not, all that cassette, cassette can be reworked. That's amazing. We know how that, it goes. that is one of my favorite songs, and I, I yapped through it. I really. Yep. And then you went wow. to the bathroom. <laughs> I wouldn't do that during the. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> but he didn't go up to the lavatory. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever hit the pineapple bathroom. No. Not during, during a show, show ever. Nope, I always time yeah, it. Yeah, I have. I admit it. I freely admit it. I didn't want to, but sometimes you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> Stupid crumbs. A Buffett fan's got to do it. But I usually go, unlike everybody else, I go to the laboratory during the popular songs. Like, Finn's is one of the songs that he usually You mean to hear that all the time. The overplayed yeah. songs. Yeah, the overplayed songs, exactly. But anyway, song four. But anyway, this song... Again, still on the Lone Palm thing. Even though I yapped through it, apparently. Um, one of my favorites. And uh, I, I always liked the, the line about the two empty beach chairs. I always, you know, saying more than the people who ever sit there. I always thought that was a cool little lyric there. Boys, I got a roll. I saw oh, three I three on the way out. Oh, I got through three songs. I know. Okay, this we got cut four. Oh. Six string music. Here I hope going. you can come back and finish off the show with Hooker Corner. <laughs> yeah. Do some research. See you, See you, boys. All right, six string music is the next cut. Uh, here we go. On guitar, I, I believe, during the song, or I assume, and written, co written by G.E. Smith, apparently. Uh, Greg says he gives it four stars. Excellent. Only in Buffett tune can you straddle the equator in Zanzibar. When the country is completely south of the equator, off the coast of Tanzania, but Tanzania, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But I guess Kenya doesn't really <coughs> rhyme with guitar. It looked like you spelled it wrong, but I don't think so. I just said this was a pleasant song. It was kind of a hidden, a little bit of a hidden gem to me. I haven't really whipped this album out in a while, and hearing this again was a treat because I hadn't heard it at all in a long time. Another case of uh, people complaining when the album came out. A lot of people thought that this song was way overproduced for what should have been a simple song. It's called Six String Music, but a lot of people were complaining that it was the Jimmy Buffett Orchestra, lots of uh, instrumentation, lots of background vocals and stuff, but ultimately, I really don't care. It's I, This song never really grabbed me. You didn't like it? No. I always kind of liked it. It's not one of the. It's definitely not a killer cut. I don't know. I'd probably give it three stars on the uh, Greg. Not com- not a memorable song, though. I enjoyed hearing it yeah, again. It's it's good song. Solid song. The first cover, I believe, of the album is the next cut, Uncle John's Band. There's a few covers on this album. That and was another complaint. This is this the first time he did? Uh, he, yeah. Uncle John's Band, though, I I really enjoyed it. I didn't know the song. I don't know Grateful Dead stuff too much. And I uh, always like the song. It grabbed me right away, and I like hearing it. And it's been on my workout playlist lately, and two songs from this album has made that. Wow. But part of the thing is because I'm listening to the album. Having said all that, Greg gives it one star. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what's his reasoning behind that? The line, will you come with me, won't you come with me, oh, oh, 
All I want to know, will you come with me, is really annoying. <laughs> well, Jimmy didn't write it. <laughs> but it's a classic song. Yes, I love this song. I completely, this is the first time I completely diverged from Greg, completely. <laughs> I'm not a big Grateful Dead fan either, but I like Buffett's take on this song. I mean, I appreciate the Grateful Dead version of it as well. But Buffett, I've heard, I like I've heard Buffett, a couple times. Buffett, and I, I, I'm going to guess Mickey doesn't isn't a fan of this, but I'm not sure. I fall kind of in between you guys. Um, I don't skip it like Greg would, but I did not know the song before hearing Jimmy's version and uh, about the only thing I like about it is hearing Jimmy swear <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, that's like the selling point of the song to me <laughs> sounds so nice the way he swears I love it that leads us into uh, the end of side one <laughs> maybe perhaps you know, you love know. in the library a little bit of a hidden gem for me because I don't normally listen to the song and I couldn't remember if I really liked it or not and I, I, I enjoyed it. Is this a big one for Scott, that guy that used to join us on these? I don't know if he did. I know I did. I, th- I always thought Mix this song, liked it. okay, maybe it's you. Others liked it more than me, I wrote down. I are always you, liked it more than me. Are you saying I'm like Scott? Because <laughs> I don't know. I could take this recorder and go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> and record your footsteps. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> hey, no giving away my secrets. <laughs> I guess while I'm looking at it, four stars from Greg. Good image of a hot chick reaching for a book on her tiptoes with a sundress on. And that's all. <laughs> that's all? <laughs> that's all. Just a sundress on. Oh, that's all that she's wearing. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, I didn't know what he meant at first. And probably the only song in Western Civilization that mentions Gustave Flaubert. Yeah, it could be. French writer who is counted among the greatest Western novelists. And, of course, he went to Paris looking for answers. Greg's really proud Greg's of that. Greg's done some Yeah. He's adding little puns and everything. We, I, uh, I, can't, I can't really make fun of that. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, like a hidden gem for me. Yeah. Now, I've always... Because I forgot I liked it kind of thing. Isn't this kind of stripped down maybe how six-string music should be? Is it this song? Could be. Yeah. This is the where it's like... Yeah, I've always I've really liked this song too. It's very very quiet and peaceful, just like a library. And yeah. it's another one of those well written Mac songs. It's a really well well written song. And I didn't appreciate it at first, but over the years I've grown to appreciate it more. And I know Mick liked it since day one, but I have a greater appreciation of it now than I did before. Yeah, see I agree. I Dusting off the you know, doing the homework here, listening to it, I'm, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, why didn't I like this right yeah, away? Exactly, exactly. Well, stupid, because I, I don't think I liked it. You know, I would skip over it or something. I have an idea, but I'm not going to mention it till two songs from now. The original, one of the original titles of this CD is the next cut, mm. Quietly Making Noise. We got to hear this in 1993, July yep. of 1993, before yep. the album came out. This gave us high hopes for the record. And it rocked when we heard it. Yeah. It was, it was. It was different. It was. It, different it, was, it was a rock song, and yep. when it came out on CD, we were we were actually disappointed. Yeah. It's like, what happened to the electric guitar? Yeah. It really. It, it was a rock and roll song. Live so uh, I guess I could show. I guess I could try fading into one of the performances from July. You can hear the electric guitar that we missed so much. Yeah. It's a lot different.
Mm-hmm. See? Wow. Now, it's funny. My only notes I wrote down, and I, I know I've always felt this way. This was easy. It's just one of those Buffett songs that could have been better. I don't remember hearing it live. I might not have been at that show. I don't think I went to the three shows that one year. All I know is it could have been better, and it could have rocked more on the CD, and it's like I want to, I'm pounding my thigh. Come on, Dave, you kick it in here. Yeah. Kick it in the second wind. But I just love the, I like the chorus, and it's just like the song could just rock more. Yeah. They missed an opportunity here, and there's a few songs that I've said this before on other CDs. Greg gives it one star, a skip it song. I, this was it's always a killer live, cut for man. me. It, it definitely better live, but I always liked it. Even though it's his dedication song to Gamble Rogers, the whole felt berets and rubber thongs thing just bothers me. That's Greg talking. Hmm. Let's make it clear that's Greg talking. For me, it's a killer cut. I've always liked it from day one. I think it could have rocked harder. It was a missed opportunity. We discussed that even back in the day. But I still like the song. And I just wish he would play it live, rocked up, like he did back then. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Another song that he did during his stand at Pine Knob was In the Same Boat, which we assumed was going to be on the new album. Yeah. But didn't make the cut, apparently. So... Frenchman for the night, but Greg calls it Frenchmen for the night. He's got his hopes up. Whole gang of Frenchmen. I know, there's all kinds of jokes there. I don't know where to go. Three stars, good song, but I hate the French. (laughs) Probably the second most rude people on this planet after Buckeyes. I thought the band sounds good in the song and everything, but otherwise it's not one of my favorites. Nah, see, I've always skipped this one. This is a skip for me. Didn't care for it. Greg, Greg is a three song. Wow. Three star. I mean, but that's a good song with good lines. I'd probably give it two. Yeah. Well, I was Skip. it. As, as I was hinting at, it was my liking for this song and my appreciation of Love in the Library were instrumental in realizing that I had gotten old. <laughs> because it was when this album came out, I realized that I liked the slower songs more than the up tempo songs. And that was my clue that I turned into a senior citizen. <laughs> that was your clue? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything more to do. Yeah, I skip it. Now another cover. Ray Davies, I think this is a King song, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sunny Afternoon. I can't quite remember the original, but I'm thinking this is slower. It seemed like it needed to pick up the pace to me. And it's like I always wanted to, I don't like the song as much as I wanted to like it or something. Yeah, I, I never really cared for the Kinks version, and I don't really care for this one either. 
Yeah, I kind of like it. I mean, I like, you know, blazing on a Sunday Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I like, like the message. Yeah, I mean, see, it's good. But um, we had a copy of this. I think I bought a bootleg of this, a video bootleg that was shot in New York. Because I don't... He did not perform this song in July, but I think he added it later in the tour. And the performance in New York, I'm pretty sure that he said... Um, shyster lawyer instead of big fat mama who wants to break me something like that right. and I, I kind of like the shyster lawyer instead of big fat mama I wish he hadn't changed it but I wouldn't be surprised if his representation told him to change it Greg gives it two stars after four years of nothing new five really he could have found a better cover song of course Eric did a cover song already and Greg ripped that one too yeah, he did kind of rip that. Correct. Now it's one of our Halloween tunes. Vampires, Mummies, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. It's another song that's okay, and it never grabbed me as much as I wanted it to. And it still didn't. It seems dated to me. Well, it's got way too much white man rap. Yeah, okay. Which is a major criticism of this album for a lot of people. But this song in particular, I agree. Way too much white man rap. And... Uh, the thing I remember it for is when he performed this on ABC in concert, he said uh, Keevan Sting instead of that's Stephen right. King. That's right. So from then on, that's the way I hear it. <laughs> Keevan Sting. <laughs> but the, the thing that really struck me with this song was finding out that Jimmy was in therapy. Because I assumed since he mentioned it that it actually happened. And then I found out after the fact that, yeah, he was in therapy during that time. Like marriage counseling or something like that that his wife dragged him to. Greg gives it three stars. Ugh. Yeah, I'm more like a two star. I don't know. I, this is another skip for me. I don't Same. have to skip it. He says it's a funny nonsense song that every album needs. Uh, doesn't need this. Every this is a needs. Halloween song. <laughs> skip it. Till Halloween. Yeah. And the whole woo thing. I know. You know, I hate that. That's hate the that. white man rap. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, laugh and everything so let's move on <laughs> she's got you i wrote eh yeah <laughs> yeah this is another one where he could have picked a better cover yeah i wrote some other stuff i can't i wouldn't be surprised if he chose it for sentimental reasons he might again have, he might have grown up with the song or something he, he it's almost like too a little too slower than it should be but to me yeah. greg says uh this is exactly Greg says, uh, see sunny afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds okay. I, I, I kind of like the uh, the background vocals because they're, they're like busy. They're kind of intricate. And I also appreciate the fact that he didn't change the song title. Skip. Now, so far I've said my favorite song is Lone Palm. The one that rivals it is the next one. Delaney Talks to Statues but I would say it's my second favorite song on the album. Uh, I guess it's that whole daughter song. And uh, and it's been in heavy rotation lately. It's ended up on my year's resolution list. This is that second song. And uh, I don't know, I guess I like it because he's singing about his daughter mostly, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a good tune. I'll throw in Greg's four stars, which is excellent. Oh, good daddy daughters. Now Greg's all in bold. Good daddy-daughter song reminds me of my daughter at a younger age. Which daughter? Yeah, which one, Greg? He's got two daughters. He does have two. I only have one. 
Reminds me of the my song, daughter. The yeah, song yeah. reminds him of one of his daughters, I'd Which like to point out. A new contest. We're going to pit the daughters against <laughs> Yeah. Them. Guess I, which daughter. I think the daughters would be interested to find out that only one of them ranks in this song. Next week we interview Greg's daughters. <laughs> I almost don't feel like I can review this because I don't have a daughter. This, the song is okay for me. I mean, it's it's nice, but I feel like I'm eavesdropping. But uh, the one the one thing that I have to mention is the uh, first time I heard this song at, at Mike's listening party, I drunkenly referred to it as Delaney Talks to Strangers. And <laughs> Mike keeps bringing that up every once in a while. <laughs> that, that puts a whole spin, different spin on this song. <laughs> Because I think it was, I think I was thinking about your hero, Rick Springfield, song "Don't Talk to Strangers." <laughs> My hero. <laughs> and I skipped this song. Do you really? I do. I don't care for it at all. Wow! I, I say I would give this a, the two killer cuts oh, on no. the album would be nope. Would be, this would be one of them. Nope. Wow! It comes from a place I don't know about, and I just. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't have a daughter. Yeah, either. Mike has two sons. Like you have your two sons. It's here. not here. So yes. Shmoe has his two sons here. <laughs> we'll I just see him in the corner of my eye. troopers. <laughs> this yawning and shuffling. But I think maybe Scott likes the song again. He has a daughter. That's there weird. you go. That's the yeah. secret. Right I'm there. not 100% sure, but I think he does. It, it doesn't, it's hard to remember what Scott likes. It's hard he to remember likes who it. Scott is. I would, I, would, I would have said that he would like it half as much as Greg, but no. Apparently, no, I think Greg and Scott like it equally. Yeah, Greg, yeah, Greg only likes it for daughter. one daughter. Yeah, for only one daughter. Don't even ask me to figure that one out. <laughs> I want to know. I want I want to see the rift that has been created. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to ask. Stay Put tuned. Put on the spot. The last cut on the album, Lucky Number 13. Apocalypse. 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 <laughs> Uh, good Buffety style song that fits only Jimmy. It's in bold, and uh, it's o- it's an okay song. I'd give it like three stars. I think it's a great way to close the record because it kind of fell off there at the end for me because you catch all the ones that I was skipping. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it, 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 it finished pretty strong. No, 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 no. Yeah, you've been skipping all the. You just you you must have just. Uh, well, you bail out. When this you kept you from out? just stopping out, uh, the CD before Forever? sunny afternoon. I. I used to bail out for Frenchman for the night, I, but I've been quietly giving making that noise more and it's all over. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I go from directly from quietly making wow, noise. Wow, loving the libraries before that, so you might even be bailing out an Uncle Joe. During no, your, I've, I've learned to appreciate loving the libraries. Yeah, but during your younger years, you'd bail out after Uncle John's. Yes, I would skip from Uncle so, John's to quietly making noise. So the theoretical side two is is nothing for you. Yep. Or does not like for half you. of the record. Okay, Greg must have been drinking while reviewing this album because then he gives a little recap. And it looks like you would type a drunken person's rant if words are misspelled extra spaces. So uh, maybe I'll read it. Four years since the new album, and it was about time. It's really been five, right? Excellent album to get started on Buffett. Combines good, fast, fun, nonsense songs with Florida referencing, slower-paced female background vocal songs. Okay, I don't know what female background vocal songs is, yet I know what he means. <laughs> he, has a, he has it. Yeah, he has it entered into iTunes as a genre. Female <laughs> <laughs> <Feel> backup style. <laughs> genre. Female vocal. Female background vocal songs. 
They're completely different than male bathroom bubbles. <laughs> oh, screw that. Different bin this has nothing to do with glass night in the pips. A mix of what Buffett keeps Buffett off most radio stations back then. How do you classify he-um? He-um? <laughs> it's hit H-I he space M. He misspelled him? Yeah. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought that was a new genre, too. H-I space him. Did our concert start with a conga line? L-I-N space E. <laughs> or am I just remembering that Mickey saw slash heard about Oter, <laughs> other, concerts, and we needed to W-A-T-H for it? <laughs> I swear to God, Greg, were you drinking margaritas for every song? <laughs> did he, it's did worse he type worse. it on his phone or something and texting? <laughs> so, that concludes our exhausting recap. Exhaustive. Exhaustive. That's supposed to point, it, point that out. Okay, that means there's only one more stop on this trip, and that's another visit to Hud's Hooker Corner. Let's let's all go, shall we? You ready, kids? Get your jackets. Join us, please. Yeah. We're gonna meet Uncle Hud at Hud's Hooker Corn. Previously on Hooker Corner, we're like, so. Uh, how about uh, the boy in the back? How much for him? Today we will be discussing VD Hooker Corner. Uh, VD short for Valentine's Day. In this particular instance. Yeah, in this case. <laughs> Alright, the latest version of Hooker Corner. Just happened to be working in the area one night, or one late afternoon, and stop a car for speeding and walk up and see three scantily clad ladies occupying the vehicle and one dude. So... After a little interrogation, it was determined that he was wanted for drug charges. And the three ladies were on their way back from Ohio from making their, uh, trying to make their work for the night on. And in and, and questioning what their work was, it was determined that they were call girls as they per- escorts. They weren't hookers, so to speak. So, and to prove it, Besides the nasty looks that you could tell physically they were not anything too special, she breaks out her laptop and proceeds to show me her webpage with her escort pictures that she had photographed of herself and had uh, created her own website. So, being convinced that they weren't running any drugs and they were actually hookers, upon the uh, reviewing the video several minutes of video review it was determined that the ladies were out hooking down in Ohio so the moral of the story is these were some nasty women (laughs) the highlight of the stop was not only her having a very large set of fakies but also wearing a top that revealed almost the entire fakies (laughs) and the second highlight of the thing is when I asked him to get out of the car, the one had sat on a Hershey bar and it had melted to her ass. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, because the candy bar was still stuck 
to her <laughs> butt when she got out of the car. That's a Simpsons episode. <laughs> Pretty damn close, but it was true to life because it fell off to the ground when she got out of the car. And I'm like, dropped your candy bar. <laughs> her candy and, and it wasn't a baby. <laughs> it, it wasn't a baby Ruth. Thank Did God. Did pick it up? <laughs> it was pretty uh, unsightly. <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's a highlight of the day because it's so funny that you have to call other people to come. Uh, you got to come out here and see this real quick. Uh, officer I'm, needs assistance. I'm going to need some help out here. Need some backup. <laughs> so the moral of the story is four people in the car, all four with warrants. <laughs> it was just a pleasant surprised to see the laptop with the hey, website pictures. So it was perfect. Uh, it convinced me that she was indeed a hooker and not a drug runner. <laughs> yeah. And that's all the always, convincing I needed. Always believe what you read on the, on the web. Exactly. Now, the only thing I will say about this is the picture she had on the website from two years ago didn't look anything like she looked like now. <laughs> so, yeah, she had teeth and she wasn't all heroined out by then. Did she keep up with the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mick really wants to know, did she? Yeah. Well, I believe the website is up and functional. I have not been to it personally, but uh, oh, we got our, to that. Oh, we got to that. Valentine's Angels, I believe, was the uh, <laughs> website. <laughs> I think okay. I did. All right, we have to have pretty pretty time. So, very special Valentine's Day. That's right. <laughs> it was pretty nasty. Three heroin-using boogers. That's life on the North Coast. That's life on the North Coast. So, kids, kids, what did you think of Hooker Corner? <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs>